What up, what up, what up, folks? It's your boy Sherman Obed here, back here on What's the Word Entertainment. We're officially in December. That means the holiday season is upon us. It means people are going to be spending money left and right, even when they don't got it. <laughs> what is going on, sir? Glad to have you back in action, man. I can't wait to this this week to begin this new this new month man 2020 is almost over i can't believe it it's been crazy i know people have been waiting for it to be over for a while now right amen <laughs> for real man let's get into it sir um before we get into our usual football talk this week i think we're going to be focusing more on the nfl just some kind of outside news uh some sports news don't know if you've caught the uh the the, the boxing uh matchup this past weekend but it was the feature matchup of course was the legendary matchup between Roy Jones Jr. and Mike Tyson. That was obviously the key, the big draw. But before that, it was a little bit of a, there was some undercards and it was a, I guess a mediocre undercard, but it was YouTube sensation, Jake Paul versus former NBA guard, Nate Robinson. And folks, if you ain't see it, please go see it. But man, Nate Robinson got put to sleep i don't even know if he's still dreaming or not because he was having some nightmares after that one did you see this dude he definitely looked like a meek mill mixtape it was definitely dreams and nightmares i don't think he expected uh what occurred to occur but let's be honest here very few times does a five nine fighter go on and take on a six one fighter and expect to have some kind of a shot and, and again this is quote unquote five nine he might actually be five eight five seven <laughs> right right this is the what the nba's five five nine you know you know they uh always uh exaggerate exaggerate on that stuff you know exactly dude but yeah he got put to sleep and the fact that he just kept Char- he got knocked down, got back up, dazed, and he kept charging right after the dude. Like, what are you doing? Just chill. This isn't a lunchroom fight, right? This isn't between <laughs> fourth and fifth period after lunch. You're about to go ham on him. Yeah, you ain't this ain't this ain't after like you losing a game of spades. Like, oh, yo, let's go at it. Like, dude, no. <laughs> he disrespected me, and, I, and he went my full Michael Jordan. He said I took it personal. Yeah, dude. And there's a thing. There was a, the thing was Snoop Dogg said during the fight. Yo, there's one thing you don't play. You don't play boxing. But you fight, okay? Yes. Okay? It's not the same you playing football, you playing basketball. No, you don't play boxing. Boxing is not something to play around with because you will, you can get laid out. Yeah. And you can do some real damage, dude. But obviously the big draw was was Tyson Jones Jr. And it ended in a draw. Yeah. Um, I was uh I was speaking with one of my one of my I was talking to one of my one of my homies earlier in the day. Uh shout out to the shout out to the homie Walt over at Primo's barbershop. But uh, he said he and definitely enjoyed the fight. It looked like it, it was what we expected was two 50 year old guys going at it. You know what I mean? But um, it looked more, he was saying that, you know, Roy Jones Jr. just looked gassed more than Tyson. That's what a lot of, that's what I got out of there too. Tyson was in shape. You know, he didn't have, he wasn't a 21 year old, obviously in shape, no. but um, he looks good. You know, power and speed is, you know, some of it is still there. Uh, but he could have, and Walt even said he probably could have finished Jones at some point, but he didn't. Uh, yeah. But just Jones just looked a little bit more gassed than Tyson would. Tyson, Tyson looks like he still keeps him in good shape. I was going to say, I think that there's at one point at the end of the fight afterwards, they were talking post-match and, uh, you know, individuals were worried about Roy Joe and Jeter as they should have, because honestly, Mike Tyson held back. When, when you saw that video of Mike, like pra- uh, training and he was just like, 
I'm back. <laughs> and like <laughs> we, I honestly believe him because there were some left hooks that if they had, if he had landed any more of those punches, you would have seen Roy Jones Jr. get knocked out. Yeah. Um, there was a at, right at the beginning of the seventh round, Roy Jones, Roy Jones Jr. came out throwing a flurry of punches, just like Nate Robinson did. Mm. It looked like he, and it looked like he wanted Mike to send him to meet Jesus for brunch the next day. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, and one of the commentators, Snoop, Snoop was cursing up a storm. Is hilarious. Dude was like Snoop with more cuss words than Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. And I was like, oh, here you go. <laughs> trust me, uh, Roy Jones Jr. is not getting any coffee because coffee's for closers. Got him, got him, dude. That was awesome. Moving on, dude. Oh, folks, we have breaking news. Bam, 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 bam. We have breaking news from the NBA. The Houston Rockets have just agreed to trade Russell Westbrook to the Washington Wizards for John Wall and a first-round pick. This is just coming in less less than 10 minutes ago, maybe even five, six minutes ago. This is just coming in, folks. Breaking news. I know we talked about this a couple weeks ago, that would this happen? Does this even make sense? The Rockets pulled the trigger. This, This not only, to me, affects James Harden that he's done he's gone because without Russ I don't think he stays but Obed this I mean this is just breaking news to us all and folks if you're listening you know this is breaking news what do you what do you what do you think about this trade I I know I know it's fresh Obed um I think I think it's a bad trade I would have said straight up one for one but I understand why Houston pushed for the first round draft pick because you don't know what you're getting in John Wall yes he looks healthy from the uh Mm -hmm training videos, the practice videos he's been shooting around uh, over the last year, over the last few months. Uh, I just don't think that that is a quality maneuver for the Wizards, who I feel like are not a better organization than the the, uh, the Houston Rockets, but probably have more upside having Bradley Beal, having uh, who now and they can replace John Wall's scoring and sometimes lack thereof with a guy who is a pure scorer so that he and Bradley Beal can lead this charge. But you really wanted to have that first round draft pick in your back pocket to be able to add to this for next year mm-hmm. when these guys start and they start to gel. I don't think it was a good trade. I understand why they did it, but here we are. Yeah, I definitely agree with getting the first round pick because we don't know what's going to be. John Wall has, has barely played the last two or three seasons. So for sure, you definitely need that pick to compensate for that. But man, one was it one year in Houston, Russ had? Yep. Was, you know, and now he's now he's shipped out. It didn't, we all said it wasn't, I think we, when this trade went down, when Russ went to Houston, we, we said it wasn't going to work. Him yeah. and James Harden. There's only one ball. Exactly. <laughs> one ball. You, you have a ball dominant point guard in Russell Westbrook, who's a quote unquote point guard. I said he's a shooting guard in a point guard's body. Let's be honest here. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, but, and you have a ball dominant James Harden. It wasn't going to work now. And now, of course, we know Harden wants to go to Brooklyn and play with KD and Kyrie unless he takes wants to take a step a step back because we know katie ain't gonna give them katie is the, is the sharpshooter we all know that he's that sniper yes. You yes. Know, he's that sniper in disguise but dude yeah. um but nonetheless this has just happened it's i don't think it's anything it's official as we get i think it's just a greed in principle but russell westbrook to washington for john wall and their first round pick going out to houston man God, first round pick i mean that just wow. maybe a second rounder but a first round pick that's crazy to me dude, again i mean john wall is an all-star player I, i'll give him that but the injuries add, have added up so i i understand why 
Houston wanted a first round pick for giving up Russell Westbrook. You remember, there's only two rounds in, in the in an NBA draft. You remember that, so it's either it's either yeah. one or two. It's either so, one or two, but a one is a certified starter, unless the two is a guy that everybody knows is going to be on mm-hmm. your feet on on the court 24 7 for you you yeah, know what or, i mean or, or like maybe maybe they could have gotten two second second round or, some, or something i like just that. feel like that's still you're talking about a half of a first we'll say at this point uh john wall is a half of a first round pick right now mm-hmm. okay even three quarters of a first round pick if, if mm-hmm. she is at a maximum you you who, will you even need him if he doesn't work out you can ship him off and just go ahead and get a first rounder that you're going to groom right mm-hmm. like who's to say that john wall even stays healthy maybe it is just a trade for the first rounder for Russell Westbrook mm-hmm. and, and you're just throwing in John Wall to get rid of him. Right. Like, I don't think it's equitable as part of a trade that, you know, for uh, the NBA trades are very rarely equitable as is. Yeah. And it was reported that the Cavaliers were trying to acquire Russell Westbrook at one point too. So I will, that, that is, that's something kind of interesting, but I don't think Russell would have, would have wanted that because the Cavs they're obviously since LeBron left, they're not the same. Obviously we, we know. Yeah. I think there's more upside with him coming to the wizards, but the wizards are still not a great organization right now, but at least he has Bradley beer to compensate, you know, for any lack there of talent like, or lack thereof, excuse me, you know, and so, they're in the East, which is easier to get to the playoffs and the finals than it would be going to the West. Obviously. So yeah, man, that's, that's definitely some big news for the, around the NBA. Um, let's move, let's move along a little bit. Let's get into some NFL news recap and action, dude. I know you wanted to jump out here with this first topic here, talking about the bubble situation or lack thereof, or should we say, for that matter? Absolutely. Speak, speak on it, old Ben. So, you know, the the last few uh, weeks we've seen a n- growing number of issues going with uh, certain teams having just explosive amounts of COVID-19 uh, positive tests. Uh, Adam Thielen of late was added to the COVID-19 list. Uh, he did not play last week. Uh, the uh, Recently today, we just had the Steelers and the, uh, the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Are you ready for some Wednesday afternoon football um, <laughs> as, uh, as they play? Well, rolls just right off the tongue, huh? Rolls just right off the tongue. Yeah, as, yeah. You could see, as they um kept pushing the game back, it was supposed to be played on Thursday. They moved it to Sunday, then they moved it to Monday, then they moved it to Tuesday, then they moved it to Wednesday night, and then they moved it to Wednesday afternoon. Ridiculousness. Because now, are they going to move it again? Even though they just, I don't, played? they just played it, but maybe they'll say that wasn't the right outcome and they'll move it again. Okay, um, cool. <laughs> yeah, so they currently, the NFL currently has 300 plus players on their COVID 19 exemplars, which is an average of eight of 10, pl- 10 players per team. But that's not really the case because more teams have a ton more than others. Uh, some teams have a ton more than others. All facilities this past holiday weekend, hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving, uh, from 11 30 to 12, one, all facilities were closed. The mm-hmm. 49ers were informed during their game last week against the Rams that they cannot host any more home games and they will miss they i don't know where they're going to play their next two home games but it won't be at candlestick park um, arizona they're going to be playing in arizona then they're going to be playing in arizona mm-hmm. and most recently when asked about this in a conference call roger goodell said we believe our covid protocols are working when pressed about what they want to do for the playoffs because the nhl and uh, nba and other sports have done uh uh you know, bubble situations. He said that they're not looking at, at a bubble situation for the playoffs and that he feels like as long as there's partnership and communication, the NFL will find a way to finish this season. He didn't say it like he sounded like he was confident. He said it like he hopes he can rub two sticks together and get a little bit of a kindling for some fire. Um, <laughs> Dude, at first, first, let me, let me, let me stop you. If you don't mind, let me stop you right there a bit. When he says 
that they believe this is working, that's just laughable to me. <laughs> Cue up the meme of, uh, what is it? Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio laughing his head off. <laughs> um, laughing while still candy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on. What do you, where, and whose mind do you think this is working? Dude, half the damn league has COVID right now. It ain't working. Are you can if the NBA got it working properly, the NHL got it work, you know, the WNBA yes. had it working. Yes. <laughs> what mindset, Roger Goodell, are you saying that this is working? Prime, you just oh Ben, you just said it. The Steelers and Ravens game had to be postponed 37 damn times in, in <laughs> two days. <laughs> right, exactly, <laughs> you <know>? exactly. <laughs> And, you know, you know, this is conversely, we were going to talk about this later, but I might as well bring it up now. Conversely to the Broncos, having no QBs for this game, <laughs> then being forced to play their game against the New Orleans Saints who are in the lead in their division. I don't care if the New Orleans Saints don't have uh, uh, Drew Brees. That is a full locked and loaded playoff ready for Super Bowl potential winning roster that just waltzed into the Denver Broncos to play against Kendall Hinton, who... <laughs> Had, who at the time was a practice squad wide receiver who hadn't taken a snap in the NFL as a quarterback at any level, at any point, was a quarterback in, in college and was then briefly. asked to – briefly, and then was asked to call up and play quarterback in a game against a very hard-hitting defense. He was a state champion – uh, winning quarterback in high school. So I will tell you, I will say that. That so counts, did, where the that, game is like five seconds slower per snap. <laughs> so, I mean, he does have experience playing the position, but I, we all know playing the NFL is a totally different ball game. The game is way faster. You said it. It's, it's much slower. But, yeah, the fact that the Broncos had to be just thrown into this position, but yet the Ravens can, you know, get, can get postponed, like I said, so many times, and they're not forced. I think the Broncos were just – they were the league was making an example out of them. I and I don't think it was fair. Is, do you, I, I do, wonder do you I, so? because it, I don't, I don't, I, I wonder if it was an example or like, and I've said this a lot about college football in that because of COVID, because of how many uh, actual divisions and conferences are not going to play, you're going to see how rigged the game is because they're going to have to keep some teams in a game. If a four win team from the Big Ten has to go play and they might have only played seven or eight games. It's still a big 10 team playing against an sec team, right. Mm -hmm. Or, or an ACC team, be it Clemson or potentially uh, uh, Alabama, they're going to get waxed. It's going to be like the, the national championship game with uh, the uh, Notre Dame fighting Irish against the Alabama tide, like completely overmatched. And you're going to have to, there was a point in that five, you go watch that championship game and you tell me the refs weren't keeping Notre Dame in that game. Okay, there's a uh, Manti Teo couldn't bring his his fake girlfriend into the game to help them. Okay, to get to get over what was going on, the refs absolutely helped them and helped them move a drive so that they could at least put some points on the board. And it's happening in the NFL. The NFL is showing you who they care about and who they favor. Right? They wanted to give the Baltimore Ravens a chance in a game against an undefeated uh, Steelers team that only won by five points tonight. I don't. I've right? got to tell you, the Steelers are not as good as people think they are. Dude, our, granted, it wasn't it wasn't Lamar Jackson out there. RG3 threw for 33 yards. And then Trace McSorley came off the bench and threw a 70-yard bomb to Marquise Brown. And that's the most work Marquise Brown has gotten all year. And Lamar Jackson is his quarterback. That's the most work Trace McSorley has gotten all year. 
I'm telling you, if they okay. had an actual quarterback behind center there, because you can't have an athlete playing quarterback and think you're going to make plays like you need to, the Ravens are, are a travesty as well. Don't come at me with the AFC North being this powerhouse of a division. The Ravens and the Steelers are, are not as good as people think they are. You're really saying the Steelers are not as good as as, they, as their record shows? They're not as good as their record show because hey, what what happened the last time though? I know we said this last time. What happened when they played the Ravens? They had five turnovers at a minimum. Three field goals off of five turnovers is 15 points, right? Mm-hmm. So let's let's say you're better than that. At least you get a minimum of at least 21 points. Right. You have 35 points off of five turnovers, and you won by four against a team that was in the red zone and was one touchdown pass away from winning the game. The right. five turnovers wouldn't have mattered if he had just if uh, Lamar Jackson had hit uh, uh, Willie Sneed in the end zone and won that game, they would have won by a couple points. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, but but again, back to the whole COVID moving the game thing. Yeah, you're right. The league wanted to see this prime time matchup between Baltimore and and Pittsburgh. They did not want to cancel that game specifically or move it. Or, you know, they they wanted they wanted this game to happen at all costs because yeah. it's a big matchup. Divisional opponents. Going head to head, you have one who's undefeated, who's one who has a league right the reigning league MVP. Yeah. You know, even though he didn't play, I mean, they, they, were, they were trying to like get, get him to, to Give a, a chance, play. Yeah. right? Yeah. But it didn't happen, so he said, "Screw it, they got to play on Wednesday." It is what it is. I think it's less of an example; it's more about who the NFL cares about. But but yeah, but the Broncos they had no shot. I don't think it was it was kind of ridiculous. They could have easily moved the game out. They they could. Why couldn't the Broncos play t- today or or last night? Uh, but again, <laughs> again now would would have those would it have those quarterbacks been eligible to play? Let's say today or yesterday. I don't know. I don't think so. So maybe that's probably the reason why they had to just go ahead with the game. Yeah, as as is because it wouldn't have mattered. But I guess this late in the season, it's too. I guess it's too late to postpone games and to make them up later on. So here we are. It is what it is. Um, in other news, the Lions actually have fired their head coach and GM. Praise Jesus. <laughs> we talked about it just last week. Russell was said we. I think we said it here on you on the you right you Matt segment that the Lions should move on from Matt Patricia. Absolutely. And sure enough, what within two three days, boom, yep. they they pulled the trigger. He's out of there. This was as expected. Okay, in three seasons as a head coach with the Detroit Lions, Matt Patricia, okay, has finished with what? In 2018, excuse me, 2018, they went six and 10. In 2019, they what, went, won three, 12 and one. Okay, and, and, and this year they are, they're four, they were four and seven. To me, that's not a good record. <laughs> I mean, it's not a good record at all. It's not you know, a good record at all. Is 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 is, is that bad? Because or is it worse than bad? If I if I get judges, judges, judges are saying it's trash. Judges okay. are saying it's trash. Okay, there you go. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, Sherman, you're on the money, man. Like, uh, so at the time of the posting of the article that I found, uh, in the three years, uh, Matt Patricia is 13, 29, and one. Mm-hmm. No playoff appearances over three years. Uh, so DVOA is the defense adjusted value over average. Uh, and we use this to adjust to take into account the quality of offensive opponents played against that defense. Mm-hmm. And when Matt Patricia took over this job, the Lions were ranked as number 15th in the league. 2018 is first year, 21. 2019, 23. 2020, 25, they're getting progressively worse from what's supposed to be the brainchild defensive coordinator coming from the Patriots camp. Uh, My my biggest problem um, is that Matt Patricia is a piece of 
benefits from oh. uh, white privilege. Um, hot take, hot take. Hot, very hot take, um, because he came out and stated, this was a couple of weeks ago, uh, he said that when I came to Detroit, there was a lot of work to do. And I think what he was trying to do is this age old uh, 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 racist manifesto of sandbaggery, where he put his failures onto his predecessor, who was an African American. Uh, and his uh, one of the previous players, Dan Orlovsky, came out and blasted uh, Matt Patricia over this. Matt Patricia is terrible. Okay, absolutely terrible. He's got like I think that his his win percentage is less than forty percent, like less than thirty some some thirty eight percent. And Jim Caldwell thirty one percent with the Lions. There you go, thirty one percent trash. Uh, Jim Caldwell in in his I believe he had four seasons, thirty six and twenty eight, fifty six percent win percentage. He had three winning seasons and two playoff appearances. The lions haven't had a playoff appearance in the last, I don't know how many years or well, in the, they've had, I think in the last decade or two, they've had like three playoff appearances mm -hmm, and two of mm -hmm, them were Jim mm -hmm. Caldwell. Jim mm -hmm. Caldwell is the only non interim head coach with a winning record since 1970 and went three and one on Thanksgiving when Matt Patricia has lost all of his Thanksgiving games. Okay, this is ridiculous in a pandemic endemic to the uh, just negativity associated with Vance Joseph got one year with a Broncos team where John Elway can't find a quarterback for hot. Like, mm -hmm. uh, it's, pardon my French, this is ridiculousness. It's, it's the organization. It's the organization. We talked about it. I, I mentioned before a couple of weeks or last week what it was, you know, uh, one, of, one of my guys in the office who's a, who's a big Lions fan, uh, shout out Joel, but um, he said it. The constant, the, the consistent piece of the Detroit Lions is the ownership. It's the Ford family. Coaches change. Players change. The GMT, but the ownership is still there. They don't know what they're doing. The last coach with an overall non-losing record was Wayne Fontes back in the late 80s to, to mid-90s. He, he finished his career at 64 and 64. There's no other coach. You'd have to go back to the to joe schmidt between who coached between 1967 and 72 who finished with the winning record as a coach for the detroit lions holy schmidt <laughs> exactly you know <laughs> but i'm bumps oh bet is here all week folks okay <laughs> make sure you tip your bartenders your waitresses <laughs> but dude it it there has to be a, an entire overhaul and culture change you're not getting this this is why barry sanders retired he he wasn't scared to play. He he didn't want to. He wasn't scared to play football. He didn't want to play for the damn Lions, and they didn't want to trade him. That's why he. That's why he retired. Okay. I thought I thought that's why you were gonna say Megatron retired. Oh wait, <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's you like know? the end of a of a uh, Scooby Doo cartoon. We're like, oh my god, look, <laughs> it's the, it's it's the Ford family. <laughs> <laughs> it was the janitor all along. Yeah, yeah. it's Tom. Yeah. It's the board for exactly, dude. The entire organization needs an overhaul. Um, they don't know what to do. draft wise, they've been terrible drafting receivers in the first round, like Mike Williams. Oh my god, uh, uh, the guy, terrible uh, quarterback, Matt Harrington. Yeah, dude. Um, jo Joey Harrington, Joey, Joey Harrington. Harrington. I'm thinking of Matt Millen, who was the GM yeah, at the, the time, GM, yeah, just um, trashing it, dude. They just don't, as an organization, they don't know what they're doing. I'm sorry, Detroit Lions fans. Shout out to my man, Joel. Sorry, dude. 
Your team just does not know what they're doing. Yeah. You aren't bringing in for name, big name free agents. Like I said last week, you let your big, your top player, your cornerback go, go sign with Philadelphia. Um, well, he probably just wanted out of there himself anyway, yeah. but you know, it is, it is what it is. So here we are, we predicted it, you know, but as a defensive guy and Matt Patricia, in 2018, let me just say, I'll end it on this. In 2018, defensively, as far as defensive yards per yards, you were ranked 10th and 16th in points. That was his good year. 2019, they're ranked 31st defensively in yards and 26th in points. And in 2020, this year, 29th in yards and 31st in points. And remember, that's out of 32 damn teams, folks. Okay? <laughs> and you're the guy you bring it because you're a defensive quote-unquote guru from the Patriots? Sit down. Sit it's, down. I was amazed he still had his job. I'm amazed that these guys, these guys get to keep their job. Mm-hmm. And you give other coaches, like the way they talk about Raheem Morris down in Atlanta right now, like, well, this is his opportunity. What do you mean this is his opportunity? What are you talking about? Like, he's in that role because you fired the head coach, Dan Quinn, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. this is, the, and anything that happens is him trying to keep the ship from sinking. This is not, and then the, the conversation will change later. You won't even remember that Dan Quinn was fired in the middle of the season. They're just going to put everything that's happened and occurred to the team on uh, Raheem Morris. And it is, it is endemic of a very serious problem in the NFL. Mm-hmm. We'll see what, we'll see what can, as it continues to roll on, dude, let's move it along. Um, the close game, another nail biter, which I think we got wrong at the picks. New England upset Arizona at the buzzer. I think Nick Folk kicked what a fifty-yard game-winning field goal. Yep. Shout out, shout out to your Pats coming up with that dub. Uh, I feel shocker of that one. What you? What, what was your guys' main takeaway from this game? Um. So my main takeaway from this game is that they were gifted a helmet-to-helmet penalty. I did not see uh, Cam Newton being out of bounds, and also he was a he was a runner. At that point, he's not a quarterback. He can take a helmet to helmet hit while we're still making sure that people don't take them. He was not out of bounds when the hit was taken. So, you know what? Fine. I'll take that. But it's, it's just, it's, it's trash. It's more trash. And I just, as a Patriots fan, I'm literally just tired of watching it. I mean, 84 passing yards, two interceptions and 46 rush yards for Cam. Most of those rush yards, or a good chunk of it, he got on that last rush. I mean, you could thank goodness for James White, who should have got the NFL MVP uh, in Super Bowl. I think it was LI, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that, but the, mm-hmm. yeah, the audacity of, you know, Cam Newton to just be this bad. I mean, they didn't win that game. And they got lucky and bailed out by the refs to get a better p- spot for the kick. And then the kicker won the game. You know, it's, it's absolutely mm-hmm. abysmal. I, and, and people are just like, oh, well, you know, there's nobody there. That, that offense... Tom Brady would be winning games. They Dude. wouldn't be, they wouldn't be undefeated, but they'd be winning games. There's enough talent there that you've got to make plays, make throws, work within the offense, and just Cam can't do it. You, and you you hit you said exactly what I was gonna say. Matter of fact, during the game, or right at the end of the game, I was actually texting uh, I was actually texting our boy DB. Shout out, shout out to Naomi out in Florida. Um, Cam Newton, nine of 18 for 84 yards and two interceptions. Cam Newton is not the player, the MVP caliber player he once was in Carolina. That is a straight fact. Yeah. Yes, I get the off the entire offense is weak, but Cam Newton is the leader of that offense. He's part of that offense. Cam Newton is 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 trash, dude. 84 yards. That's what you do? Come on. I'm sorry. I get it. You don't have the premier weapons. I understand that. I get it. On the other side, Kyler Murray you know, has DeAndre Hopkins. So we all, we all know, I understand, but dude, nine of 18 for 84 yards. 
okay? We just talked about Trace McSorley coming off the bench, throwing for 77 yards against the Pittsburgh Steelers. He hasn't seen the field yet. He didn't even know. He didn't even know who his teammates were by first name. Okay, he's been running <laughs> scout team all year long, but somehow still made a play on the one of the best defenses, arguably in the NFL right now. Exactly my point. But Cam Newton can't make plays. You know what I mean? And there, if he ran the ball, okay, nine for forty-six yards. But dude, I'm sorry, this team is not what what it was with Cam Newton. If Brady was in there, Brady would have put up at least at least 150 yards. I can, at least 150 yards and a touchdown at I, home. I, I, don't, I guarantee home? it. With the what? same with the exact same roster, I will bet money Brady would have put up 150 yards. And I tell, I tell you, Julian Elman will be out there. Injury or not, Julian Elman probably would have been out there because he's been out long enough with an injury. Yes, I think they put him on the COVID-19 list recently, but I'll, I'll be honest here. Mm. I think I think some teams are just playing with the COVID-19 list just to take advantage of the fact that they can hide a guy for three weeks. Hot take, but yeah, I said it here first. Mm, got him. <laughs> but, dude, yeah, man, it's it's – I think this Cam Newton experiment might not last as long as we thought it would, dude. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. In other news, um, the New York Giants actually took over first place of the NFC East. Not like that saying much, folks, because we all know the NFC East is straight doo-doo. Worst division uh, in the history of the NFL. Facts. Uh, but the bigger news is that they lost quarterback Daniel Jones. He had an MRI. He's got a, what, a strained hamstring, if I'm not mistaken. He's probably going to be missing some time. So the Giants are kind of done without with that daniel jones they were they were i'm gonna do do anything anyway obviously saquon we know saquon's been gone since, since the beginning of the year but the fact that they were able to take over first place with you know with, with four wins is not really saying much we, as we know that but it sucks for them i'm gonna say probably washington is gonna come out and win this division because everyone else is just that bad alex smith is, is playing pretty well they had a big win over the cowboys on thanksgiving day but it's just it just sucks for it sucks for uh mr jones there Question, Alex Smith, the best quarterback in the NFC East right now? Facts. Yes. Yes. So sad. Yes. And that this well, is a guy. Carson Wentz out there for $125 million, but <laughs> Dude, oh, that's absolutely terrible. Oh, uh, I was going to go in on Carson Wentz, but I, I'm going to save that for one. I'm going to save that for one more week. I'm going to wait another week. I'm going to wait another week <laughs> to see, see how the Eagles do. Give more. He's about to give you more firepower this weekend. <laughs> we'll They're playing up. Green Bay, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, oh, they're about to get that work. <laughs> 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 let's let's get let's move it along to our next segment. You write, you mad. The segment where we pose some hot some hot takes. We tell each other if we're correct or if we're outright crazy. Obed, I say to you first: the uh, Arizona Cardinals head coach Bruce Arians needs to alter his offensive mindset around the skill set of Tom Brady. Absolutely. Just call what Tom wants to call and you'll be fine. Tom is out here playing do and I I watch it. I watch the plays where Tom will do the stuff that he used to do with the with the, with New England, throw to the corner, the running back out to the flat, hit guys in the seam. He hitting uh, uh, Gronkowski in the seam is there, uh, and you know I think all of the elements of what he wants to do is there. But then the next play, you see him throwing a triple coverage downfield, trying to hit verticals for no reason. Full, you got Rojo playing fantastic, Ronald Jones. Uh, for those who don't know, playing fantastic back there. You also have Leonard Fournette. You've got two very capable running backs that can actually make some moves out there. You've got two fantastic tight ends, one in tight uh, Rob Gronkowski, the other in Cameron Bray. You have three premier wide receivers. This needs to be a dynamic. You don't need to go downfield. 
There's no need right. to go downfield. You can control the ball all the time and have mm-hmm. a defense playing with its ears behind its uh, right. ears back and just sh- shooting for the quarterback. I Sherman, you're right. Bruce Arians needs to alter his offense around what Tom Brady likes to do because, exactly. and I wanted to go off on this for two seconds that yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. whatever, no matter what happens. And there's so many beeps that uh, Sherman, when he does uh, his edits for this show, he's going to have to put in because I've been cursing up a storm because <laughs> damn it, I'm mad. But I'm telling you right now, no matter what happens, all we know about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is that they are effing losers Mm. and nothing that Tom Brady does down there will ever tarnish what he's done it didn't tarnish uh uh, Joe Montana when he went to play for the Kansas City Chiefs it will not tarnish what Tom Brady has done because all we know about the Tampa Buccaneers is they're effing losers they've Mm. only learned how to be effing losers for decades now since they won the Super Bowl in 2002 okay mm-hmm. so just do whatever Tom tells you he wants you to do you already brought in the basket case uh, uh Antonio Brown because he asked you to just give right. Tom what he wants and they right. all start winning some games dude it's it's amazing I know we got, we're gonna move on for this but we're, it's amazing that they don't I think it was at one point Tom Brady missed 20 straight passes. He was 0 for 20, his last 20 deep ball passes. He connected and one into the game. I think that was to Mike Evans. And then he went right back to the deep ball and it, and it didn't work. And he threw an interception. Yeah, just it's, stop it. This risk it, no biscuit thing, no risk it, no biscuit thing is, needs to go. Bruce Arians, it's not working. It's this not is, working. It's not, that's not why you brought in Tom Brady, you know? If, right. if you had Patrick Mahomes, like it was, I had on the other side of the field, maybe that would be different, you know? Yeah. Maybe you have Tyreek Hill. You know, I know no offense to uh, to Mike Evans, but like or Mike Chris Evans Godwin. Is, mm-hmm. or Chris Godwin, but like it's not you don't have a cheetah out there. OK, they're two great wide receivers, but these guys maybe third level Mike Evans move making moves in one on one situation to contested catches. He leads the league and sometimes mm-hmm. contested catches, but it's not about sh- overshooting these guys anymore. You don't have Ben Roethlisberger with a speedster out there on the outside uh, like and Santonio Holmes. You don't have Peyton Manning with a speedster out there uh, in Marvin Harrison. OK, let it go. Right, dude. It's just. I don't get it, man. It's something needs to change because right now they're sitting at seven to five. It's not looking too good down the stretch, dude. It's not, uh, Sherman, I got a question for you. You right, you mad. Jaguars head coach Doug Marone should be fired at season's end. Man, you right. Um, the Jacksonville, excuse me, the Jacksonville Jaguars are headed in the worst direction, if possible. They've lost their last ten straight games, and they're one in ten. So, you know, so one win, they won their first game. They started Mike Glennon back at, at QB this, this weekend. I get it. Minshew was hurt. The rookie, uh, Luke Lawton, he wasn't really producing. I 100% get it. But man, Doug Marone, I don't think, you know, he came over from, from Buffalo. Um, but man, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's not bringing in the personnel what, what they, that they need. You know, I thought they were going to turn things around a few years back when they, ha- they were in that AFC championship game. Right, right. Um, was it against had, New, had England? New England on the ropes? Had New England right. on the ropes? Right. They beat Pittsburgh in a, in a shootout, which is where Blake Bortles was playing well. That defense was nice. Calais Campbell, Jalen Ramsey, mm-hmm. which are, who are both gone now. Who are both oh, gone? Yeah. Right. That defense was was building up. Oh, this okay. The defense might be good. Defense might be oh, mm-hmm. might be, you know. But now it does. It just it's not the same thing, dude. You know they they finished with in his oh, was it three seasons ago they finished five and eleven, then they finished six and ten, and now they're one and ten. Um, it's not, it's not working out. The team's not where they need to be. Doug Marone needs, needs to go. Sorry to say. Is what it is. It is what it is. What it is. Let's get into the picks. Uh, man, week 12, not too bad. I'll say so, so not too bad. Um, you, you went 12 and four. I went 11 and five, but damn, damn, you're five games up on me now, dude. I, I didn't get, I gotta get caught up here soon, man. Oof. 
I got to get it caught up. So yeah. let's get into week 13 picks around the NFL. First matchup of, is New Orleans at Atlanta. It's going to be an easy one. New Orleans all the way. Dude, I don't like – I'll tell you this. I, I watched that New Orleans at Denver game. I don't like Taysom Hill at quarterback. Absolutely he, not. He's he's not a quarterback. He's not. He's an athlete playing quarterback for them temporarily. Yep. Which is not even so much as Lamar Jackson as an athlete playing quarterback. He's Fact. just an athlete playing quarterback temporarily. Okay? So if he's not even a quarterback, why did they give him a they got to give him $16 million over two years, Sherman? To just to take up space, I guess. White privilege. Let's keep it moving. Got him. <laughs> I'm guessing you're going to New Orleans, right? I'm going to New Orleans. All right. Detroit at Chicago. No, new head coach. It's not good. The Lions are trash. I'm Chicago. Yeah, Bevel says they want to play fast, but I have no faith in that, Chicago. Yep. Cleveland at Tennessee. I like this game. This is going to be a good game. Cleveland is overproducing, I think. They're what? They're 8-3 and three right now? Absolutely. Um, I already told you, or I told you like six episodes ago, don't be, don't be, uh, 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 you know, concerned, not concerned. Don't be surprised if Cleveland has a good winning record this year. Mm-hmm. Their schedule is very easy. Right. Yep. So, but I'm going to, I'm going to go Tennessee. It's in Tennessee, Derrick Henry is a bad man. He's the reason why they're winning football games. He damn it, he should be considered for MVP. Yeah. Because he is the yeah. reason why the Tennessee Titans are winning football games. So yeah. I'm going Tennessee. He's a he's doing his best impersonation of what Christian McCaffrey did last year for Carolina Panthers. Because Christian McCaffrey should have won the MVP last year, mm. uh, but they don't seem to want to give it to running backs. Um, yeah. And it, the the beauty of this game is it's old school NFL. It's going to be a running team versus a running team, and we're going mm-hmm. to see who's going to outrun the other yes. runners. Yes, yeah, the um, Browns. But, yep, yeah. I was gonna say the Browns. Nick Chubb, Cremont. Yeah, they run the ball well. You, right. Yeah. So, uh, but I'm going Tennessee on this one. I mean, this is a good matchup for the AFC, but I'm going Tennessee. Gotcha. Uh, Cincinnati at Miami. Miami should should come out with this one easily. Um, Cincinnati, obviously, no Joe Burrow, so they're on their backup. So Cincinnati has nothing for them. Yeah, especially if Fitzpatrick is out there. I mean, he's just you know Fitzmagic is throwing it up just the way he was doing before. So I'll go Miami. Yep, uh, Jacksonville at Minnesota. We just talked about Jacksonville a little bit. They're playing. T- they were. They actually have. The, they actually have the second worst uh, record in the NFL. Obviously behind the Jets, as we know. But um, this is. This should be a pretty easy one for the Vikings. Let's go Vikings. Uh, just to play devil's advocate on conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. um, uh, I have uh, Adam Thielen on my fantasy league. It's fantasy team, and he had just every week going less and less and less and then all of a sudden last weekend or excuse me uh the weekend before last they went out of their mind and threw him through him through to him all game long it's almost as if they knew he wasn't going to be there the next week so they made sure to pepper him with work because he was going to be gone and then lo and behold he popped up on the COVID-19 list and Mm. not not, let me just I'm just play that devil's advocate but we're going Minnesota got him (laughs) dude it's something but that kid Justin Jefferson's looking good though I like this rookie I like this rookie Jefferson, dude. He looks good. He's got releases uh, just like Devontae Adams. It's pretty nasty. Yep. Oakland at New York. The New York Jets. We just talked about them. Um, terrible. Oakland, easy one. Oakland, easy one. Yep. Indianapolis at Houston. Houston's going to be without Will Fuller, who's been suspended for six games due to PEDs. I don't even know if people still did PEDs. Are you serious, Will Fuller? What are you doing? Yeah, right. Well, so I'll say this. It's something that was uh, stated on um, you know, one of those shows I, I listened to that – uh, Alshon Jeffrey, people feel like he's very addicted to PEDs. A lot of these players whose bodies just like are always breaking down, that is because the PEDs are deteriorating their body. So like a lot of times, uh, I don't know who it was. Uh, I think Jadamian Clowney got popped with PEDs one time and he was on that same team that had, uh, who is that 
linebacker who went to USC, um, who uh, uh, played for Houston for a ton of years. He got popped for PEDs tons of times. His body was always breaking down. JJ uh, Watts always breaking down. Uh, and now this guy's breaking down. Alshon Jeffrey was breaking down. And people were saying Alshon's been on PEDs, but you know, I, I, it, there are times out there when Will Filler looks like just Superman, super heroic. He doesn't even look human. Maybe this is why. You were thinking uh, of Brian Cushing, by the way. Brian Cushing, New Jersey football. Roy Head for Roy Heads. He looked like mm -hmm. a player from the program. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's you know, people are saying that when their bodies are breaking down like that, it's because of steroid use. And Will Fuller can almost never stay healthy. So what does that tell you? Um, but so yeah, no, <laughs> go, going Indianapolis on this one. Yeah, I'm going to Indy as well, too. Indy's looking good. Better than I thought they'd be. They're looking yeah. good. So we'll see how see how their season plays out. Um, L.A. at Arizona. It's it's the Rams at the Cardinals. Um, I'm going to Arizona in this one, dude. Um, you know, they're coming off that tough loss against the England, as we just talked about a little while yeah. ago. I think they're yeah. turning around this week, coming out with a big win over the Rams. I like I like the the Rams uh, for this game just because I know that uh, Kyler Murray's reeling. He's a little bit injured. It should be, it should be a nice game for. Uh, uh, Aaron Donald to be cleaning up on if he can get his hands on him because you know that man is wiry. Deal all day. So your pick if it's Rams. I'm, I'm going. I'm going Rams. Okay. Uh, New York Football Giants at Seattle. Easy one here. No Danny Dimes as you talked about. So Seattle all the way. Seattle's Russell Wilson still cooking it up, man. Oh my goodness, he's about to do that Chef Boyardee. So let's go with Seattle. Why were we well? Let's go. Uh, <laughs> Philly at Green Bay. We talked about it. Carson Wentz about to get destroyed in this. Green Bay all the way. Aaron Rodgers going to take them, take them apart, man. Aaron Rodgers still doing work at, at his age. Green, let's go Packers. Yeah, happy birthday, Aaron Rodgers, at that point. Uh, we're going We're going Green Bay. Yep. New England at Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I'm going to go New England here. Coming off that high against against that win against Arizona, got the rookie QB and Justin Herbert on the other sideline, who was playing phenomenal. I guess who's definitely going to be a candidate for rookie of the year. I'm going. I'm going to go with your Pats on this one, dude. Uh, you know what? I've had it's been so hard for me to be looking at what now. Yes, I would say Arizona is a better team than Los Angeles. I just can't pick New England. I can, every week every week they do something that just looks like ass. And they looked like ass last week for no reason in a game that they should have played far better. I lost my fantasy game because Cam Newton was my quarterback. And mind you, I had oh. Derek Carr. Derek Carr at Atlanta. Oh. Everybody has been cooking up Atlanta. And Derek Carr must Carr have had like less than one point. Burned, oh. terror trash. And Cam Newton couldn't even throw a touchdown and get 100 yards. I think, got to be crazy. I, I think Derek Carr forgot there was a game. Possibly, possibly. He might not. He's still, he's still sitting in Oakland, was waiting for them to get started out there in Atlanta. He's like, wait, wait I missed the flight. <laughs> Yo, um, but yeah, I'm going to go Los Angeles. Just, I, I like uh, Austin Eckler being back. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I, that defense should, the Patriots defense, you know what? Fine. I'm going to, I'm going to finally pick New England. I think I only picked them once more before. I'll pick New England. I don't know how good, how Cam is going to look. I don't have faith in this, but I'll go and pick it anyways. Uh, <laughs> all right. Go, going with the home team. We're going with your, your team. Excuse me. We'll see how it goes. Denver and Casey. We all know Casey's is obviously a far better team. Denver. We don't even know if they're going to have a quarterback or not. So this is obviously an easy one. Chiefs all the way. Yeah, we're going chiefs. Yep. A Washington at Pittsburgh. I think it's another easy one here. This was the, this is going to be the Monday afternoon game um, <laughs> because of the scheduling conflict. So, Pittsburgh should come up with this one easily. Yeah, let's go with uh, let's go with Pittsburgh. I mean, there's no reason for them. If, they, if the only team that's going to beat them now is Kansas City. Yep. Um, Buffalo at San Francisco Monday Night Football prime time. San Francisco's playing going to be playing in Arizona, as I mentioned, at the Cardinal Stadium because of the COVID restrictions out in Santa Clara. 
Um, so let's go, Bills. Dude, I don't, uh, yeah, Nick I, Mullins, that defense, stop it. But dude, Sam Fran, they came up, they they just beat the Rams. There's and there's no reason they should have beat the Rams. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you. There is a reason because what offense does Sean McVay run? It's the, same, it's the same. It's the same offense that he ran in Washington, which is the Mike Shanahan's offense. And you are not about to beat Mike Shanahan's son with his father's offense in his own division. Stop it. Yeah, it's it's gonna go down. And he, he now listen. The Rams will probably have a chance to get better players. You know what I mean? I I don't know what's going to turn out the next few years, but look at when those two teams match up. That is, he, I'm telling you, you're not beating the son of the architect of the offense that you run. I don't care how mm. smart you are, Sean McVay. Got him. That's a that's a good take right there, man. I like it. Um, last game. Tuesday night football, apparently. So, I think, <laughs> dude, I mean, we might as well just have football every damn day. We might as well just have football every damn day. Dude, you know? have a Honestly. Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday yeah. night, Thursday night. Well, you already got <laughs> Thursday night. We got a, we got a Friday matinee. <laughs> <laughs> right? We're going we to have a Tuesday morning, like, 7 a.m. game. You know? like, <laughs> is, this, is this the English Premier League? Is that what they do? I don't know. I mean, we're going to have midnight games. You know? Midnight madness. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, dude, I don't get it. But here, Dallas at Baltimore on Tuesday night. Obviously, this one got changed as well, too, because of uh, the scheduling. Um, obviously, Baltimore, you have to go Baltimore on this one. Well, Baltimore has to win. There's no way that they can afford to lose this game, especially to a uh, Dallas team who's been riddled with injuries. Oh my also, God. Baltimore has what, what they're six and five right now. So they're third in the uh, AFC North. They need to come out with this victory quick, fast, and in a hurry. If they do not, Baltimore's done. I agree. I agree. Baltimore has no quarterback, and I'm sorry. The NFL has been trending towards being a passing league. If you cannot deliver the ball effectively, regardless of down and distance, regardless of situation, regardless of who is out there on the offense, Deshaun Watson is doing it a short arm. Why? And Deshaun Watson will never win an MVP uh, with the team he's on and, uh, frankly, how much he puts his body on the line. Lamar Jackson ain't getting it done, and he never will until he learns to throw the ball effectively. Mm. He's not throwing the ball effectively at all. He needs someone else to bring. He needs someone to someone in that organization to teach him how to be a true NFL quarterback. Fact, fact, right, right, fact. Like on this offseason, tie this man's legs together and force it. Sit him in a chair. Do whatever you have to do to make sure and focus on the mechanics. Get him a pitching coach from baseball. Get him a guy. Pick different colored balls. Force him to pick up a ball and make each ball reminiscent of, I'm not even a pitching coach, and I know this one, make each ball reminiscent to a part of the field, and he can only throw that ball to that part of the field and has to get there, right? Mm -hmm. He needs to be on the jugs machine. I don't know what, I don't know what he needs to do, but like, he need, I need <laughs> his, hand, his, his hand needs to feel like an extension of the ball and be able to deliver wherever he needs to. I don't know yeah. what that's going to take. I, I feel sorry for him that it has to happen at this time right. in the, at the highest level, but it's going to happen or he's not going to have that long of, a, yeah. of an illustrious career. At, at the end of the day, I'm going Baltimore. I guess you're going Baltimore as well, right? Obed? Body more Murderland. Yep, there we go, folks. Well, folks, that is going to do it for us this week here on What's the Word Entertainment. Any parting words for the uh, for the folks out there, Obed? Guys, get ready for the holiday season. It's time to hold your family tight. 
make sure that you kept social distance from other people before you do that because uh, some of us have family members who are in high risk groups mm -hmm. uh and let's you know remember that this is not about presence it is about family it is about uh, uh us getting healthy staying together making it into the future and looking forward to brighter days well said my friend well said folks don't forget to check us out on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts. Uh, Spotify, even on Twitter at the WWENT. Photo Obed, I am Sherman. We're going to catch you guys next time. Have a good one. Peace. Peace.